Tempest Productions presents The Bird Whistle Union by Bibi Berkey. I know you're there. When I close my eyes, when I let myself drift, that's when I hear you. You're so faint, but you're definitely there. Somewhere far behind me, calling my name, and I will find you. I promise you that. One day soon we'll look into each other's eyes at last. May I? Sorry? Uh, what was that? The wine. Oh, <laughs> I do apologize. Uh, here, shall I pour? I know your husband, actually. You know Hayden? Dr. Hayden Greer, yes, in a way. We're in similar disciplines, in fact. I admire him. Reputation as a pioneer. Well, I don't know. It's uh, just a word, isn't it? It's useful sometimes. I don't mind it. It's what people expect of you these days. To define yourself in a word. To sum yourself up in an instant. Mm, I think I know where this is leading. I don't quite understand, I'm afraid. Uh, so, how would you label yourself professionally? Ah, I see. Am I that transparent, am I? Uh, <laughs> Then I would say, an outsider. I'm not part of the medical orthodoxy, if you like. No? Mm, tend to do things my own way. Oh, you sound like you run a cult. Not quite. And you work? I did. Looking after children now, that kind of thing? Oh, they look after themselves these days, to be honest. I don't work because I don't really want to, and because I don't have to. I don't seem cut out for it, and Hayden doesn't mind either way. He's very busy most of the time. Fair enough, when you put it like that. He's remarkable, really. I've been following his career. Oh, and I met him once, you know. Really? Mm. Outside a meeting of the General Medical Council, just on the pavement. A quick couple of words. Mm, he's always in a rush somewhere. It's unusual to find that combination of scientist and practitioner. A researcher first, therapist second, and by that, I don't mean he doesn't care about individuals. It's just that he's, he's approaching psychiatry from the perspective of investigation. And you just care about individuals, is that right? A shooter from the hip, are we? <laughs> yes, I do. Even if you find it rather hard to believe, I, I care about my patients very much. They come to me because they need... What do they need? How can I explain it? Well, perhaps if you tell me what you do to the poor things. All right. I scratch their psychological itches. I'm not a medic as such. I'm trained and I practice under the aegis of the council, but I always felt that I had a slightly different calling. Something that wasn't exactly covered by the NHS. I have a peculiarity. Now, this may sound eccentric to you, a, a little affected perhaps, but, but a kind of gift. It doesn't sound affected to me. It sounds rather sinister, actually. No, not at all. Well, that's a relief. And if you don't mind me boring you, right? We're rather stuck with each other. Right now, we're as mutually fascinating as two people can ever be. Hmm. Let's just go with that. All the same, I don't want you to misjudge me. Oh, remain mysterious, then, if that's what you're aiming at. That I'm not. Nothing mysterious about me. Although, some patients have floored me by suggesting I'm trying to play God. In my line, it helps to be a little godlike, but it's, it's only a ploy. It gets me where I want to be. 
Your gift? Oh, yes, that. I just appear to have inherited a useful skill. Well, whatever you call it, what is it? You might as well tell me now. Too much for build-up. Sorry. Well, then, it's my voice, I suppose, actually. That's too simplistic. Uh, it's, it's something behind my voice. The thing is, I've always seemed able to get people so relaxed that they can visit parts of their mind they had no inkling existed. They come across worlds of half-remembered experiences, or get this, experiences they could never have had, but still seem to recall. Oh, you mean regression therapy? No, I don't mean that at all. That's all about recalling forgotten moments of childhood. These are facts recalled under hypnosis that are almost ancestral. It's like, and I know this sounds strange, but it's like a memory passed down through the blood. Memory carried in your DNA from generation to generation. You're so close, but I can't quite reach you. Have I let you down by not having found you yet? I will. I promise I will. Do other people feel what I feel? Hear what I hear? A voice from my own deepest being? Someone crying to be heard? How much longer can I contain you? How much longer must we wait before we see each other? You really think there's an ancestral memory? Uh, something in the mind as well as in the blood? Is that what people are seeing when you relax them? Themselves as their ancestors? First of all, you have to remember that where the mind is concerned, absolutely everything is possible, because so much of it is a mystery to us. I'm not talking about the brain here, but the mind. It's not an organ, not a muscle. It exists on another conceptual plane. Now, as to whether there can be any psychological link between consciousness and your genetic makeup, well, there are no real tests for it. No evidence either, but this is where we exit orthodoxy. Your husband, I'm afraid, would not approve. I can't sleep. I have to know things. I'm not sure. I, I think, um, I think it's a disease. Uh, that's all. That's all I can call it. Uh, except there are no outward signs. You're ill? It's all happening deep inside me. Uh, the suffering, I can't escape it. Are we in the right place for this? Listen, we all know that we've come from somewhere. We all have ancestors that we wouldn't recognize if they walked past us in the street. And most people are happy to leave it at that. But not me. I want to know them, to really know them. For me, this ignorance is agony. Because for years I felt them getting closer and closer. Someone is pursuing me, calling out to me. Someone from my past. I can almost touch the source of that voice. You need to do a bit of genealogy, perhaps, too. No, don't say that. You know that's not what I mean. You'll make me regret speaking to you if you say things like that. I'm sorry. I thought you'd understand. I'm not quite sure. You say you hear someone. Yes. Someone calling me from inside, from my own blood. I have to see who it is. I want to be relaxed by you and to travel down my arteries and find out who is there. 
Somehow or other, I need to discover the source of that voice. I don't just take anyone back, you know, to order. There, there are potential damaging effects. Not everyone can go through it. You might be experiencing some kind of regret or, or a deep-seated sadness deriving from something domestic. I, I, I don't know. What I'm saying is there might be a better way to relieve you of this, this obsession. If this is just some syndrome, some mental aberration, as you seem to imply, then why should that be a problem for you? Our motives don't have to be the same. Y you can treat me as though I were a fascinating example of compulsive behaviour, whereas I know I'm being totally lucid. It's not how I normally work. Aren't you the outsider? The one with a gift? Your words. You stepped outside the orthodoxy, remember? I have this sense that time is running out for me. I have the sense that you can help me. I've never come across this kind of pathological condition. I can't even tell if you're for real. This is not the way we go about things. Are you free tomorrow morning? I am. Then I'm at 91 Upper Wimpole Street. Come at 8 before my other appointments. The plug says the Causley Clinic, Causley. Causley. Thank you. I've never really come across anyone like you before. <laughs> then you should be grateful. I just hope you are. In the end. Hayden has no idea I'm here, by the way. You make it sound like a backstreet abortion. <laughs> he wouldn't mind, surely, if he knew. No, no, he wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't mind at all. But, but then he doesn't know about this particular obsession of mine. <laughs> he knows about all the others. <laughs> it's all right, I'm only joking. I've thought a lot about you. Oh, yes. Do tell. I'm intrigued. Until you mentioned your, I'm going to call it an obsession too, if you don't mind. Until you talked about it, I never thought that people would be so exercised about where they came from. I thought those connections were erased after a couple of generations. Mm, but I can't bear the erasure. To me, it's like the loss of a sibling. Really? Oh, look, sit down there, please, on that chair. Yeah? Okay. Just a moment. Melanie, I don't want to be disturbed for a while. Don't put any calls through. Of course. No problem. I mean, don't you think you may have intellectualised things too far, been a bit too clever about everything? Let a situation arise when it needn't have. I didn't start this. Am I not making myself clear? I didn't ask for any of it. Most people look on the past as over and done with, but you, you seem to think it still exists inside you. That everyone who came before you is, well... Contactable. <laughs> Nicely put. And you don't think that's possible? Doesn't matter what I think. You don't want to know, to really know what the earlier versions of you are like. Because that's what they are, a bit of you. I have their genes, that's enough. I have their traits, their, their gifts, maybe even their appearances. But does that mean I, I have to meet them? <sighs> Let's put it this way. 
I'd love to know what my great-great-grandchildren will be like, because they're part of me. I'll be inside them. Now, what if someone from my past felt the same way? What if that person is dying to know me? And that's what I'm hearing. What if it turns out that you'd rather not know that person? Look, I'm impressed that you're trying to understand me, even if you're rather put off by the whole thing. Should I take my jacket off? If that's more comfortable. I don't need to understand you. I'm not your psychiatrist, but I can't think who you will hope to see while you're under hypnosis. Who do your patients normally see? It's difficult to say. Range of things and people. Generally, a place or a sense of something. It's usually very vague. Most often, they explore the time just prior to their birth. I have patients who want to find out what their parents did in their youth. Things as dull as that. I'm ready, you know. Very keen, aren't you? <laughs> I've told you. This is important to me. It's my turn to have that itch scratched. All right. Well, let's do it then. That's it. Close your eyes. Relax. I'll need to touch you occasionally on your arms or shoulders and head. Are you all right with that? Yes. Totally relaxed. Regular breathing, that's right. I need you to know, to begin with, that I am completely in control of what is happening here. My voice is all you have to focus on. Is that all right? Yes, it is. It's what you hold on to all the time you're under. It's the anchor. It will stop you drifting too far. Always be reassured about its presence. There is never any danger that you will wander too far out. I understand. But you must let yourself let go totally. You must drop down deep into your subconscious. And to do this, you must detach yourself from everything but my voice. Yes, your voice. Look deep inside. Slowly, slowly lower yourself into that warm, comfortable darkness. You're moving away. Deeper and deeper inside, but I'm still here. Feel yourself lowering into the depths. You're perfectly safe and comfortable. Let yourself fall. Slowly fall. You're floating downwards, can you hear me? I'm up here. But don't try and talk to me anymore. Concentrate on your descent into the warm, comfortable darkness. And keep going, traveling further down. You're weightless. You're not a body anymore. You are thought, a feeling, an experience. You are traveling deep inside yourself, down, down. There's so much darkness, so much warm, pleasing, hospitable darkness. It's where you belong. It's home. You can still hear me. Look inward, away from the outside. Travel deeper, deeper. Go deeper still. If you're there, if you're really there, then I'll see you at last. Wait for me. I'm coming. Soon you will be home.
Are you? Are you come to fetch me to him? Is it time? Uh, I, I've, I've been walking for, for hours, stumbling about in the darkness. I, I saw this door, and, and well, that's all I know. Where, where am I? Why is it so vile in here? Oh, the smell. Oh, it's unbearable. I'll not go! Who are you? Lift your face so I can see you. I just want to look at you. Then I'll leave. I'm not ready. Please, just turn around. I know he's waiting for me. All right, then. Uh, I'll come over and look at you. Just one look, uh, and then I'll leave. your face. I've seen you in my own children. I knew I'd recognize you. I know you. Do you understand? I know you. Well, I don't know you. You will. Guess. <laughs> Guess who I am. I'll not go to him. I never wanted to marry him. Why did you all force me to? What? <laughs> but you're a new child. How old are you? Fourteen. Are you come to take me to him? Uh, no, no. I've come to see you. You alone. But uh, you're so small. You can't be fourteen. Shh. He's in the next room. It's time. I can hear him. Come can back. you hear that voice? Uh, it's all right. It's nothing to be scared of. It's keeping us safe. It's, it's a safe voice. I know it. It's not. I'm waiting. It's his voice. And he's waiting for me. Don't keep me waiting. I know you've come here to take me to him. No, no. You've got it wrong. You must be hearing someone else. My God. You're so young and frail. You look so unhappy. I see my children in you. I can't bear it. Then don't look. But I came to look. To look at you. Everyone's been to look at me. They said I'd do. They said some good would come of me at last. What, what year is this? The year of my union with the Bird Whistle family. The who? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. This, this place. Oh, it's overwhelming. What is this? A factory? A warehouse? What are you doing here? Please, please don't turn your face away from me. It's you I came to see. You've looked at me once. Isn't that enough? I've been inspected like cattle at a sale. And that name? Who are you talking about? Who are you supposed to have married? You know his family. You are come from there to fetch me. You're one of them. I can see it in you. In your face. In the way you speak. No, that's not right. Edward Birdwistle. My union is with him. He's a monster. I hate him and his family. 
Why? What is he like? Filthy. Eatful. He saw me and asked for me and my father approved the union. Our families are as one now. There's nothing I can do about it. No, no, come on, that cannot be the case. You're a child. It, it's not possible. What year is this? His mind is not his. His sister told me that, as a young man, he was decent, but that age had poisoned him and filled him with malice. <laughs> He'll kill me! <laughs> the bird whistles are ill with power. Their anger is unfathomable. My union with him is merely to produce heirs, more monsters like him. They want to go on forever, spread their vile influence down the ages. I am a means to that. Good God. No, 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 no. We have to stop this. This is not a union. This, this is a travesty. This can't happen to a child, not to one of my children. I am not one of yours. I don't know you. You mustn't go anywhere with anyone. Do you hear me? The bird whistles are diseased in their mind. They are as cruel as they are wealthy. My father would sell me to a devil that he takes to be a god. You're not to go into that room. Come with me. With you? I wouldn't go anywhere with you. Listen. He's calling me. He's next door in his chamber. My voice is I was told to ready myself. Left here like bartered goods. And now you are come to lead me to him. No, no, that's not his voice. It's the voice calling me back. It's nothing to fear. Are you Hold so me. foolish? Return to me. This is what he does. Hold on to me. He controls people. When he calls, we all come running. You're not to have anything to do with those weird bird whistle people. Do you hear me? You're to wait for me. I'll be back. I'll work out a way to save you. You must stay in this room like a good girl and wait for me. Keep he wants me. He voice. bought me. I have to go. Me. But I'm not ready! Is this why you called me? Is this why you reached out to me? You're so desperate for help that I heard you over the ages. I never called Hold you. On to me. I don't know who you are. I promise you, I'll stop this. I'll come back for you. Come back to me now. You will see me again. Keep listening to me and following my voice. My voice is commanding you and controlling you. Follow it. Return to me. That's right. Back up to the surface. Hold on to me. You're coming back. Open your eyes. You're back. How are you? What happened? I thought for a moment you were completely shut off from me. What did you experience? How long was I under? Good half hour, I'd say. No. Really? What happened? Tell me what you felt and experienced. I, I really do need to know. Nothing happened. I don't believe that. You were so immersed. You're, you're seriously telling me that nothing happened. Nothing happened. I, I want to go. No, no. 
It doesn't work like that. We have to discuss it. I need to be certain that you're in a fit state to return to the outside world. You, you really don't need to worry about that. I'm absolutely fine. Um, it was just a nice, long sleep. Anyway, uh, I need to get back. Uh, I've got things to do at home. I'm not for words. This hasn't happened before. Nothing. Nothing at all. Thank you for trying. I have to go. I have to buy some things for dinner and, you know, other things. I know you're lying. I can see it in you. Uh, I'm not lying. Why are you keeping it from me? I'm not. I just need to think about things. You want to go back, don't you? You want me to immerse you again? I don't know. I have to let things settle a moment. You're right. This is not something to approach lightly. I can do it for you. Whoever's waiting for you, I can take you back. I don't know. I really don't know. Your gift. I mean, it's perhaps too powerful. I, I didn't know what I was doing when I came here. You want to go back, don't you? Yes, I do. I must. She needs me. God, I don't even know who you are or, or how you did this. I just came here. It was my obsession that brought me to you. Listen to me. This is good. Whatever happened to you, it's a, a revelation. You need to satisfy yourself. You need to let me control you again. Allow yourself to be controlled by me. It's the only way. Other people are idiots. They resist. But you, you'll come back. There's no question. You'll come back as you came to me in the first place because you had to. She seems so real. I could have touched her. She was real. And the warehouse, and the smell, and the wedding clothes, they were all real. How do you know that? I told you that I had a gift. I need to go away and think about these things. This is all too much. I, I need to talk to Hayden. I, I should have told him where I was going. I'm afraid your accomplished husband won't be able to help you. How did I even end up here? I thought I was in control. I thought I talked you into this. Did you? the party. I needed to convince you. You never needed to convince me. Yes, I did. You thought I was weird, a kook. I never said that. You told me you'd met Hayden before. Remember? You started the conversation about him. Yes, I did, didn't I? Well, we all have our little obsessions, not just you. I, I, I don't understand. Your husband, your revered husband, darling of the medical establishment... What about him? I told you that we talked outside on the pavement. That's because he'd just ejected me from the GMC. Called me a fraud. Said I didn't belong there. He doesn't like my type, apparently. But what's that to do with me? I thought maybe his bored, beautiful wife might be more friendly. Might see things from my perspective. I thought... Yes, Melanie? I'm sorry, Dr. Redwistle. Only your next patient's here now. Thank you. Won't be long. Birdwistle? You know, it's a very old English name. Sounds so sweet, doesn't it? Better not look us up in the history books, though. You won't like what you see. There's something about us. You're very nice. The union. Between her blood and mine. Or should I say your blood? And mine. I don't understand. Are you... In control. Always. Take a good look. You've always known me. You always knew I was there, right behind you. But how? Well, let's just say it's no good asking your husband. He wouldn't have the first idea about my methods, and he can't help you. Why not? 
Because once I'm inside your mind, there's simply no removing me. That's how we've always worked. That's our gift. How gratifying to have discovered that we're related. Perhaps that's why you were so easy to, well, to manage, if you like. You see, you're as good as mine now. That's what she was warning me about. It was too late by then. You were already mine. From the moment I put you under. You're one of them. One of those awful people. The ones who terrified her. Who destroyed her. You see, when I call, they all come running. <laughs> and now you're no different from the rest. Thank you so much for letting me in. played by Genevieve Swallow. Sound production by Francis Nutbeam Weber. Written by Bibby Berkey. Directed by Mark Lingwood. An original audio drama by Tempest Productions.